Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line for you. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Starting the show out uh, tonight, we're going to go to your calls, but first I want to thank our board operator, Ethan, for coming in tonight and uh, taking his what would have been a day off and coming in specially just to run Free Talk Live tonight. So I want to take a moment out. Uh, Really appreciate that because you know if you've listened to the show before, you know we love to uh, be live as often as we can. And there are some days when the network wants to, you know, have a day off and we, you know, pony up a little bit of cash to get a board op to come in and, and run the show. Because I understand that on a day like this, a lot of people have time off. They're driving when they might not normally be driving. They could be listening to the radio. There's, In fact, odds are good. Yep, yep. There's bratwurst and explosives that uh, people are going to, to uh, enjoy, <laughs> and Ethan could be enjoying them right now, but instead he's uh, operating the port. Well, it won't be too dark. I mean, I mean, it'll be about, I think probably the darkness would be about right when he gets out of work tonight, because it'll only be 9 o'clock Central Time, his time. Uh, when we're all done, so he should be okay. Anyway, uh, thanks again for coming in, dude. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll talk about Independence Day-related things. This is a live Independence Day edition of the program. And, uh, in fact, we'll check in with uh, Glenn Jacobs on his thoughts on Independence Day and also talking about declaring your independence. All that hopefully coming up. Of course, your calls are primary. So we start out by going to George in D.C. Actually, I guess you're still in Florida, right, George? George, on the amp line, are you there? He's gone. I'm sure he'll call back. 800-259-9231. Well, let's start things out, Mark. Celebrating independence. Let's talk about how free Americans are today to set off fireworks. Well, what do you got? You got a story, We're right? not. In most states, we're not free to set off fireworks. Uh-oh. So, I mean, you, now, tr- true, in New Hampshire, we can do such a thing, but most places, not so much. Why do you think that is? You think they consider uh, people little babies and they just can't handle themselves? Well, the fact is, some people can't handle themselves when it comes to fireworks, but whose problem is that? Right. It's your hand. <laughs> South Buffalo man arrested, fireworks confiscated. Buffalo police, this is from the buffalonews.com. Buffalo police, fire marshals, and federal agents early this morning. Feds. <laughs> Feds now. Confiscated about $1,000 worth of fireworks and arrested a South Buffalo man accused of selling the fireworks out of a trailer in front of his home. <laughs> $1,000 in a lot of fireworks. No, not I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not. The Buffalo Fire Marshal's office had received several tips that someone was selling fireworks from a trailer parked at 140 O'Connell Avenue. I'd but- like to say I, I'm so glad I don't live in New York, where people call in snitches on someone for selling a, you know, a pack of bottle rockets. <laughs> fire Marshals Edwin Ortiz and George Arthur staked out the trailer and did not see any activity. So they called the Bureau of Eight, um, Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. An ATF canine dog did indicate the presence of explosives in the trailer, and a Department of Motor Vehicles search identified the owner as James E. Moon, 33, of the same O'Connell address. Police said that they waited for Moon to return home, and when he did, they sought and received permission from him to search the trailer. That search turned up a large number of boxes of fireworks and firecrackers. Moon was arrested at 12.47 a.m. So... They waited around for him. Why give them permission to search the trailer? Oh, he did? Yeah, he did. Oh, okay. Silly. Well, you know why, people. That's what they yeah, think they yeah, have they to do. They're intimidated. They're scared. They're told. The and the cops lie. They say, look, we just let us search. We'll go easy on you. 
you know they're going to do something to you. you they may the very well go harder. I don't know, but it's not going to be good for Mr. Moon. Well, they're not going to tell you they're going to go harder. They tell you they're going to no, go no, easy I mean, on they, you. They so. may go harder on him for uh, you know, be, being a problem with them. I don't know. I see. But then they don't have anything. I don't know that they really have much sway, quite honestly. I think that the prosecutor takes from there. Right. It's total BS, Mark. I mean, they, 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 you're right. They don't have any sway, which is why it's an, it's an obvious lie. They, oh, we'll go easy on you. Well, no, you're a liar. I know what you want. You want to put me in a jail cell. And you're, you coming into my house will just give you extra reasons and opportunities to do just that. It will do that. So they've uh, taken another vicious criminal off the streets. Right, how some many, guys sell, selling out fireworks. Yeah, how many murderers and rapists are uh, running around New York State well, at the, the moment? The fire marshal doesn't have much to do with them, and the BATFE um, doesn't have much to do with that either. So even the even though the guy didn't start any fires, yeah. the fire marshal's involved. Here, but right? there were Buffalo police, and uh, those Buffalo police officers were not investigating real crimes when they were doing <sighs> this nonsense. And uh, what uh, what is the number of states? Do you know? Does it mention in that story how many states have... Fireworks nope. prohibitions. I mean, you just can't have fireworks in New York, or is it like they let you have sparklers and that's about it? Anyone with information about the illegal use or sale of fireworks in the city <laughs> is asked to call the Buffalo Fire Marshal's office. Wow. Here's a number for you in case you want to call the Buffalo Fire Marshal's office and tell them what the hell you think about them. 851-4515. I don't know what the area code this is. This is the same Buffalo, I think, where they sh- – was it Albany? Well, either way. Same state where they, they, the cops are known for shaking people down at Greyhound bus stops. I mean, these guys are the lowest of the low. I, just, I, I got nothing nice to say. I, the, the, the cops should be out looking for, for bad guys, and I don't feel like somebody selling fireworks qualifies as a bad guy. It's, just, it's the but low, Mark. To, I'm just following my job and doing they, my uh, They orders. have to have somebody every year to uh, to write this story about, because this is the sta- same story. Oh, sure. Sometimes it's just a guy possessing them, but uh, yeah. this, in this case, they, they managed to find someone who is selling them. He's charged with unlawfully dealing with fireworks, in addition wow. to uh, Ortiz and Arthur ATF officers Gary O'Sullivan and uh, <laughs> Buffalo police officers John Messina, um, Larry McCurley, and uh, Kevin Kennedy. Alcohol, tobacco, and fireworks now? Is that what it is? Well, it's uh, explosives. (laughs) (laughs) Let's continue here. Uh, Your calls, uh, just another example of exactly how free you are in America these days. Let's talk to the amp line unscreened. Who is this? Hey, it's George. George in Florida. What's on your mind? Actually, I just got back home today. You're back in D.C. What's up? Yeah, I want, sorry about the, um, last night. Uh, We're, we've moved thing. on beyond it, George. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I wanted to reca- uh, recap what ha- what happened to me with this vacation. How Continental Airlines, essentially an employer of theirs, stole my cell phone. Right, you'd uh, gotten off the airplane, remembered you left the phone on the plane, tried to get back on. They told you, no, you can't get back on. And we'll he go stole look- that S. Right, we'll go look mm-hmm. for your phone, and then they said it wasn't there. You are certain it was there because you took a picture of yourself on the phone while on the flight. And then last night uh, we had an issue with your call, and I had asked the question. Right at the end, what kind of phone is it, George? Is it one of those real spiffy, expensive phones that someone would want to steal? Yeah, it was, a, it was an LG Envy, you know, one where you flip over and you got a full keyboard on there. Oh wow! And so, well, it only cost me seventy nine dollars with the oh. two year thing with Verizon. Hmm. So, yeah, I was the last one off this plane, and there was one of those little flying John Deere um, tractors with wings. So I was like, I know none of the other passengers could have taken it, mm-hmm. and. um 
Anyway. There were only a few people on the plane, period. So that's it. I mean, was there any other process you could go through? Well, I want to get to a really good corporation, which is Verizon, which had a replacement sent out to my hotel room the next day. You know, I have to say something, that people have called this show and they've trash-talked cell phone companies before, and I have uh, never had anything but really good customer service from uh, from cell phone companies. I can tell you, cell time. phone companies, uh, um, sometimes they will act like the mob in uh, dealing with them. Really? But, uh, you know, I don't know that uh, necessarily Verizon sent out a phone, George. Are you sure Ins- in- Ashurian well, didn't do it? There was an Ashurian thing, my bad, but there was oh. They're affiliated with everybody, George. <laughs> I mean, they're an insurance company that does a great job of sending out phones. I agree. Assurian's a good company. Interesting. And not only that, they, they, they sent out accessories I didn't even have with the original LG. I told them, like, uh, okay, you're going to send me the Samsung here, but I, you're going to send me a car charger out with that, considering I don't have a Samsung car charger? They're like, yeah, we'll do that. Not only did they do that, they sent me out, like, an earpiece and uh, a headphone thing. And, so you're saying and, those and in, carrying case. You're saying huh? those insurance policies they sell are worth it, huh? Oh, yeah. It was so worth it on that. And then... Um, well, oh yeah. Now, when you get to when I got to Florida, um, here's a little caveat emptor for you. Okay. Um, if you're gonna rent a car, rent from the big ones that you know what you're gonna get. <laughs> you went with some no-name local company or something out of Miami or whatever. Well, they this they seemed above board because they rented like things like Ferraris and all this other stuff. Yeah. Hmm. But th- what they don't tell you is that their cars are no uh, are like at least three years old or like pretty old. And um, I was going to get a Max. Uh, I thought it was going to be a brand new one, but they gave me a, a, a one that was uh, several years old. And it didn't have that little auxiliary input jack for my iPod. Oh, that's a bummer. And they probably charged you full rates for it. Oh, well. George, thanks for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. It's the live Independence Day edition of Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free. So enjoy those, including live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version. Both of them are free for you at freetalklive.com. It is the live Independence Day edition of the show. As always, you can bring up anything. And what if a socialist became president of the United States of America? President Barack Obama? How about John McCain? Either one of those pretty scary. The North American Union, unconstitutional gun and drug laws, a national ID card. What's your trigger point? If it happens, what will you do? Free State Project participants choose what event will trigger their move to New Hampshire to join the fight for freedom. Check it out at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. We continue with your calls about what you want. It's Stephen in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Stephen. Hey there. Um, there was a uh, there was a bill up in the Colorado legislature that said that uh, you know shall shall liquor stores be allowed to sell liquor and beer and stuff on Sundays, and also shall uh, stores be able to sell liquor to you know basically compete. Uh, you know, grocery stores and things like that basically compete with liquor stores. So in the and, state of Colorado, you're telling me that you can't buy liquor on Sundays? Well, now you can. They passed it. This is oh, a little okay. bit old news, but I was just uh, reading, you know, just zooming around on the Internet, and I, I, I found this. And mm-hmm. there was uh, – they did a poll. They conducted a poll outside of the Pueblo County Library 
of uh, of eight people for the newspaper. And the, you know, they took their pictures. These smiling people are giving their opinion on the subject of the of the day, which was, do you think that liquor stores <laughs> should be allowed to be open on Sunday? And oh the answer was uh, overwhelmingly no. These people thought that was a good idea to keep these liquor stores closed. And one lady said, oh, no, I'm a drug and alcohol counselor. I could never, I could never uh, approve of liquor stores being open on Sunday. And, and what does that have else... to do with it? I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Well, she's a prohibitionist. Some... She wants to see it be, you know, closed all seven days. So if right. all she can get is one day, then, well, she'll take one day, but she'd she'll rather have all day. seven. Uh, yeah. And then another person said, no, six days is enough. They don't need to be open seven days. Six days uh, is enough. And, and then um, I'm going to I'm going to try to tie this all together. Now, there's that. Okay, that that to me is like a complete lack of understanding of the principles upon which this country was founded. I know that might sound a little bit, you know, uh, out there, but but I, I think it is, you know, because this sure country, country was founded on the principle that you know you should be able to go in business and sell whatever you want, whatever you want to whoever you want. Yep, you're damn right. Um, and and then. Uh, then you have Frank from New York, you know, the guy last night who was all, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> yeah. that, that really made me laugh, by the way. But uh, anyway, he, uh, he said that the, the government granted him rights. And, and mm. I've read the words of the founders, and it seems to me it was the opposite. The, uh, the, the, the citizens gave the government the right, you know, to do this. Right. They wouldn't, uh, uh, they wouldn't even approve the Constitution of the United States, the new, the new one that uh, replaced the Articles of Confederation, without a, bi- a Bill of Rights attached to it. That's right. Now, and then the other thing, this might all seem like disparate little chunks of info, but, but I'm going to tie them together. Uh, then I, I have a liberal friend, and he says that corporations have caused more misery to humankind <laughs> than any other single idea, entity, or institution. You know, that may be true as long as you, in, uh, as long as you include the corporations known as governments. Right. Well, yeah, that, that's a good point. Uh, although that's not what he meant. He, no, it's no, really He's not. talking like from a Ralph David type perspective. Yep. So what ties this all together, I think, is public education. Isn't public education that institution that says, hey, the government saved us from Nazism, the government saved us from the Kaiser, the government saved us from the Great Depression? Also, this same liberal friend of mine also says that capitalism very nearly destroyed this country. And I said, when? He said, well, the Great Depression, <laughs> of course. Um, and, and, wow. And my... You know, the thing is, is I think that what ties all this together is the public education. I think, I think you're right that, about that. If it wasn't for public schools, I think that people might not just, you know, the first thing that pops in their head, oh, well, the government is the one that protected this. Yes. I'd have to not agree with you, but uh, it's, it's speculation. And to it, it really, you know, uh, the, those eight smiling people in the, uh, the Colorado ban- Banner Tribune there that uh, were uh, saying that the liquor stores shouldn't be open on Sundays, uh-huh. I don't care whether they were educated in public school, private school, or their moms educated them. They, their opinion doesn't matter to me. No, I no, should be as not. a free individual, regardless of where they were educated. Now, I'll, I'll grant you that public edu- that public education really screws things up. But yeah. you know, who cares what they think? about my business and when it should be open. Well, Julia right. was telling my girlfriend Julia was telling me last night that she believes that government education is the root of virtually all of the problems that uh, we face in this society. And you I know, said I agree with her. Too. I said, and, you know, are you sure? I was trying to I tried to uh, you know, play devil's advocate with her and I came up with an example and I don't remember what the example was, but she broke me down and uh, you know, managed to uh, to point out that, that yeah, the root of that's probably government education as well and you know, I could I was hard pressed 
us to find some sort of example where you couldn't keep going back and back and back and say, well, people are dumbed down because of government education. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, there's so many. Well, it's, it's always the root of a lot of problems. Well, we have something that's like a democracy where other people can vote on what my rights are. Um, it's always going to go back to public education, even if that's true or not, because it's yeah. saying that people are dumb. Um, you know, they, they don't understand the ideas of, uh, of freedom. Yeah. And I. You know, I'm not 100% sure I don't agree with that, but if they were educated in a free market, at, at some point, we were educated in a free market before there were public schools, and they allowed public schools to get instituted over there right. for Catholic people, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, yes. I, I'd have to say, no, I don't don't agree that it's just public schools. I think they're a real problem. I do. But... I prefer to call them government schools because it really identifies what the problem is. Uh, there would be public schools in a free market where the public would be able to go and purchase education from them. So I think it's important to get your uh, your terms straight. But it is a serious problem. When you problem. say you, you mean the terms that you're using too? Did I call it public school? Yes, yes you were. Well, I definitely called it government school a handful of times. Uh, but yeah, if, call me out. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, I'm with you 100% there, man. And uh, that's why I think people should stop paying for them. Yeah, I, I I think so, and I think that it, it at least at least the uh, public schools exacerbate uh, the situation. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, I'm not convinced that they don't cause it. You know what I mean? Uh, I know when I graduated from public school, I went uh, almost straight into the Navy, and by the time I got out of the Navy, let me tell you, after uh, 12 years of public education, four years of uh, of socialized medicine, and socialized everything in the Navy, you know, the military is basically a socialized uh, everything organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was a pretty good little socialist there for a while. I bet you were. Uh, Congratulations you know. on escaping their grasp, and thank you tonight for the call, Stephen. We All appreciate right. hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Those eight people they interviewed in that particular uh, story, their mentality, I would guess, is based on the idea that they feel controlled in their lives and so when they see people doing things they don't like, like drinking on Sunday, or the, the idea is proposed that people could drink on Sundays, or buy drinks. You can drink on Sunday, you just yeah. can't buy the drinks. Which is it, it, ludicrous, really. It just uh, it creates this artificial uh, uh, demand in the market on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And uh, so when, when those people are, are confronted with something they don't like, because they have been stopped at some, likely at some point in their lives, have been stopped from doing something they wanted to do. Their natural response is to say, well, if I couldn't do so-and-so, then you shouldn't be able to do X, Y, Z. And that's why they, uh, they constantly want to control the lives of other people. And as, uh, as uh, Dr. Mary Ruart has said, if you don't allow others to live their lives how they want to, if you insist on controlling others, you yourself will find yourself controlled. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there, they're completely free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with 
thousands of our listeners, hundreds of thousands of posts for you to read and respond to if you like. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com. Get interactive for free. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. As we continue here on this live Independence Day edition of the program, we talked to Frank in New York. You're on Free Talk Live, Frank. Hi, guys. How are you doing? What's Happy up? July 4th. Yeah, it's Independence Day. What's on your Good. mind? <laughs> yeah, I just heard uh, a reference to, uh, uh, I guess, socialism in this country by the gentleman from Colorado. And I wanted to say that if we look back historically... Uh, after the Civil War and before 1910, there was a movement that existed primarily on the frontier in sort of the what we would consider the American Midwest, and that was sort of the progressive movement. And the progressive movement attempted to challenge uh, big business, uh, corporate industrialization, and wanted government, in a sense, to you know fulfill certain needs. And you'll notice that if you go back to your history books, that as the West was being opened up, the uh, new states tended to have a progressive direction, after the Civil War, that is. And, you know, that's something that existed until about 1910. And the argument that it was FDR that saved capitalism from the capitalists refers to a specific period uh, during the Great Depression, when you had approximately one-quarter of the population being immigrants, uh, whose language was not uh, necessarily English or the American variant of English. And as a result, they were all very well read with Karl Marx, and they had seen what had happened in Europe, in Russia, and some of the smaller field experiments in Germany prior to that, different regions of Germany. We'll remember that Germany only became a state under Bismarck, and there were different principalities in Germany that had sort of socialistic government ventures that failed, some were successful. But the point is, uh, as people started losing their equity and one quarter of the workforce was out of work, uh, there was a need in a sense, are we going to let capitalism uh, take over or are we going to sort of regulate the capitalists through government? And that's, I think, basically what FDR did. And we'll notice that had FDR not acted in 1934 with the bank holiday, our capital would have been completely stripped, our money worthless. Oh, it was, al- it was already becoming worthless at that point. Of course that was, it was. But the point is the reason why so the, uh, the crash happened at that time was because of the central bank and because of their monetary policy. That's true. Of inflation. Remember, too, that the main reason what Franklin did do, that Ronald Reagan... Uh, took away was the fact that up until uh, 1934, there was not a set percentage of money that had to be demand deposits. As a result, you would have occasional runs on the banks, such as in the 1890s, in the late 1920s. So here's the point. What FDR did that was very good was he stated that the federal, the banks within the federal system had to have 40% of their cash as a demand deposit, so there would not be a run on the bank. Or if there was a run on the bank, the bank could sustain that. After Ronald Reagan uh, was sworn in in 1981, the first thing Ronald Reagan did was he deregulated the banking industry and allowed banks to deal with insurance, real estate, all sorts of debt equity ventures, bonds that in the past they had been prohibited from since 1934. As a result, the financial mess we're seeing now with the huge uh, leveraged debts and the huge junk bonds can be directly attributed to uh, Ronald Reagan. 
Yeah, I don't think I you're. I don't think you're really looking at the that. real problem. I, I agree with you, Frank, that nobody that nobody Hello? can can properly handle fiat currency. You just can't because it's That's such correct. a disaster. Von Mises understood that in human action. When we look at his what set the German central banking experiment apart from the uh, uh, Western, the New World central banking uh, institutions, was the how the Europeans handled fiat currency, and they understood as von Mises would state, that they didn't do a good job with it. You can't yet, do a good job with it, Frank. It's all fantasy. It's funny money. They print it out course, from thin air. So is, it doesn't matter if it's to, Reagan or be. if it's FDR or whoever it is. As long as they're printing money from thin air, you're going to have uh, you're going to have the market signals being screwed up. You're going to have malinvestments, and then you're going to have uh, real serious problems. But you have to realize that our currency was backed by bullion up until 19, up through 1929 with the Great Depression crash. It was backed by gold and silver, and it was FDR. And then they yanked that away. The banking system that sold, that prohibited the citizens from owning gold, and people had to sell their gold at a prescribed prescribed, uh, rate. And then it was sold to the German bank uh, to reindustrialize and to rearm Germany. What's now, really what, what is the purpose of a central bank in 1913 that was instituted? What's the purpose of a central bank if all the currency was uh, was backed by bullion, as, as well, you're stating? Go, look, you guys talk about gold all the time. Go back to your money and banking textbooks. Go back to history, and you'll notice that our currency was backed by silver and gold. And what was interesting about it was the central bank can always create money out of nothing. It takes currency backed by bullion that's worth, let's say, $1, discounts it or gives it to its member banks, and they can mark it up 10 times, so it becomes $10. Then they send it out to their banks, and it becomes 100 It's a 10-time markup. And what's interesting about it, before you know it, you have a huge amount of capital in circulation. And if you have a credit crunch... And that's what they're doing today. They're printing out money. The money and- is called back... Right, they're printing out money and they they, they lend it out to the banks and the banks mark it up and that's exactly what they're doing today. That's it's correct. just it's all coming that's from thin what air. Has been doing so you agree with us the 18, then on so Frank then, then let me see if I understand this straight. You are actually agreeing that fiat currency is a bad thing. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Good yeah, to hear let's, that. Let's, let's he just say, knows more about say, it than we do. <laughs> yeah. But let's be very let's be very articulate about it. Uh, when you have a world trading system set up or a major block or Let's say, let's say you survive a world war, and you're the only industrialized nation in the world that has a monopoly on production, which is what the U.S. was in 1946. Then you get into a situation whereby you can actually have a valid fiat currency because ultimately it's backed by the strength of your government. And we yeah, well, that's all nonsense. Of the means of there is no such thing as a valid fiat currency. It's a, it's a fantasy, Frank, and thank you for the call tonight. The point, the 800-259-9231 is, is the SACL CAI toll-free I line. agree with him that uh, that different countries at different t- periods of time can certainly uh, you know have done a better job than other countries in handling their fiat currencies and had better situations. I just Compare think Zimbabwe to the United States. That fiat instance. currency allows um, you know, allows a um, situation, as he agrees, where the politicians and the bankers steal Americans' money or people's money in general, all, all over the world, because every uh, country Anyone has who fiat uses currency. Dollars. Yeah, a fiat currency being uh, a piece of paper that uh, the government said this is money. Or Federal Reserve notes, I guess, as uh, as they are called. Well, in this country. In fact, Mark Stevens from Adventures in Legal Land has a new video up on his YouTube page uh, that talks about how the Federal Reserve note actually isn't even a note by their own legal definitions. It's not even it doesn't even qualify as a note, which is kind of interesting. So it's just a big scam. The whole thing is a is a big scam. They're only worth something because people believe they are. 
and he said they're they're uh, that it's okay because it's backed up on the strength of the government. Well. Okay, yeah, people do believe in the government, that much may be the case, and they believe that uh, the money that they have in their wallets is worth something, and that's why it does trade around at this point. But what do you think those folks in Zimbabwe are thinking about the Zimbabwe dollar well, at this point? I think you find a lot of Americans are just saying, well, that's Zimbabwe. Yeah, well, well it could happen here. It, it, it's, it's happening on a, a slower pace here. Just Correct. Look at the, just look at the, uh, the, the value of the dollar uh, depreciating against Canadian and Euro. Right. Here we have inflation. And, and this, there and they have hyperinflation. It's a good portion of what gas prices are right now is, yes, is. Uh, the depreciation of the dollar on a uh, worldwide scale. If you look at what Europeans are paying for uh, gas and compare the, uh, the, the rise, and it has been a rise, certainly, um, in the costs for both the in U.S. dollars and in Euros, you'll see that Europeans aren't paying nearly as much in, you know, increased costs. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Fiat currency is always doomed to failure eventually. It may be managed somewhat better by some bureaucrats somewhere, but it's always theft. Printing money is always inflation. It's always stealing money from those who hold the uh, the existing currency in their hands, and that's despicable. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's a live Independence Day edition of the program, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. The toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. If you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then AMP up. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. You go to AMP. Uh, AMP stands, by the way, for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send in three bucks a month via PayPal or any major credit card or alternative options. And we take that money and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country and spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible, even on most holidays. Uh, so get on Amped Up and get the perks like the access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are waiting for you at amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to your phone calls and talk to Nick in Illinois on the AMP line. Hello, Nick. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, Frank, uh, the caller, Frank, uh, just a couple minutes ago, I guess his his assessment sounded a little schizophrenic to me. Um, on one hand, he advocated the gold standard. On the, the other hand, he I, – I don't really know where he was going with it. He was kind of all over the place. But just for the record, um, yes, it is technically true that gold and silver backed currencies in the central banks, but it's not so much the, that the gold and silver backed the currencies as it is – uh, the central banks allowing the stock of central bank notes and deposits to vary along with the stock of monetary gold or silver. It, it's more to do with do they follow the rules of the game. The rules of the game are that you allow your bank notes to vary along with the size and scope of gold. With the central banks after World War One, they didn't do that. They expanded whether the gold or silver had expanded with it so that the, e- the equilibrium between gold and the bank notes was way out of whack, especially in international trade and in the banking sector, obviously. And then they eventually just stole all the gold from people and pulled the uh, yeah. 
pulled it all. Oh, this, yeah. this is the shell game that uh, banks are always going to play. And I, by banks, I don't mean the, the, the building around the corner from you where you store your money. I mean the big ones that, uh, that run the economy. They're always going to play this shell game with, uh, with, with their notes. And in this case, a, a private bank, essentially, in the form of the Federal Reserve, it's about as federal as Federal Express, has control of our money, the printing of our money. And, you know, the, the only way to, to fix this problem, the only way to get the power of currency back in the hands of the people is to essentially do away with uh, the you know, legal tender and allow people to exchange in whatever mediums they want to exchange in. Yes. Likely that'll be gold and silver, but it could very well be promissory notes for a delivery of a ton of bananas. You don't know. Could. That, that, is, that is technically true. Um, well, as far as um, what currency would be the best, we don't really know because we don't live in a free market. If a free market was around, they would choose the best currency. Maybe it's platinum who knows Mm -hmm. but as far as getting the money back in the hands of the people i don't think it's going to be enough to just get rid of the central bank i mean at one point you obviously didn't the americans obviously didn't have a central bank then they did then they kind of did but kind of didn't but no matter what the government was always involved in the banking Government is always going to be involved in banking. That's where money goes. That's where people keep their money. As long as you have a government, you're always going to have this problem. It's true. I, I don't. I don't see any other way to get rid of the recessions caused by monetary influence without just getting rid of the government. Period. Well, then let's get rid of the government. I, I, don't, I don't see. I don't see the possibility of the economy being that stable, even even in the constitutional republic it just doesn't seem viable to me it seems why is that why why can the if we got rid of the central bank and i i do understand that there'll be uh you know market influences and adjustments in the in the marketplace but i i, I feel that they won't be nearly as large if the government just simply got out of the uh the currency business entirely but they won't that's right they i understand they I won't where, I, I get that, that no, but it's that they can't, it's it's the the influence on the with government, they want money, obviously. Sure, and yeah. If anybody's tra- trading money back and forth, they want to get a piece of it because they're violent gangsters. It, it just it just won't happen. It, it will never happen. It doesn't matter what the government is. It doesn't matter yep. who's in power of the government. It's just never going to happen. The government is never going to get out of the banking sector, whether you have a established central bank or... It's true. That's why I think bank. alternatives need to be focused on. Alternatives like the Liberty Dollar and other, I think Shire Silver is coming out soon, or at least they're planning on it. I don't know what the ETA is there, but uh, different market-based currency alternatives uh, need to be uh, brought forward. Of course, now we've seen what they do when that happens. The Liberty Dollar got a little bit too popular, and they went in and they stole all their gold and silver from them. With the Liberty Dollar, though, I, I don't know about the Liberty Dollar. It was The math was a little funny. With the Liberty Dollar. I understand that people have uh, critiques of the Liberty Dollar, but the fact is Bernard von Nothaus went out there and he did it uh, yeah, he since did. 1998, and uh, there's really not been anybody else that's been able to really compete with him. I know the Phoenix Dollar came out. I don't know what's ever happened to it. I don't know. It's probably still out there, but it hasn't really made as much of a splash quite yet. Uh, Shire Silver still in, in uh, the planning stages. So, I mean... I'd love to see somebody step up and compete with Bernard and really offer a, a better alternative. I'm sure he'd love that, too. Uh, yeah, but it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, that's true. So there you go. Anything else, Nick? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, another thing that Frank mentioned, see, this is one thing that I like to steer away from. I don't like to use the word capitalism at all. Me neither. I, I think that when, when you look at the history or the historic context of the word and its origins, 
it seems pretty clear that capitalism isn't free market. Right. Uh, well, it's always mentioned in the same on. it's always mentioned in the same breath as robber barons. So you can't uh-huh. get away from that uh, sort of pop culture definition well, of it that's not really accurate, but what well, people believe it is. It seems that the eternal pillar is the 19th century. When it was defined, it was defined um, in terms of what the 19th century looked like. They said, this is capitalism. This is what capitalism looks like. The capitalist society is the society of the 19th century. Was the society of the 19th century a free market? Not really. No, no. So it, it just seems odd that people use, and this is, this is my problem. This is the paper that I'm writing. Um, it's against its contra anarcho capitalism, a term of contradiction and historic ignorance. I don't think that you can. I, I do think some of the socialist anarchists are correct when they say anarcho capitalism is an oxymoron because capitalism seems to require a government. It seems to require that 19th century pillar, which was one of relatively free markets in terms of some goods, but largely regulated markets in other goods, as in international trade, tariffs. It, 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 it's yeah, well, it's confusing. I mean, market. whether it's a, you know... Whether Transportation it's oxy- was largely controlled by the government in the 19th century yeah. also, uh, when it came to yeah. railroads. Sure. Whether it's an oxymoron or not, it's confusing to people, and I would never uh, yeah, label myself in that way. Capitalism, capitalism so. or anarchist or anarcho-capitalist, all very confusing to people, whereas I think free marketeer or voluntarist are much more self-explanatory, and if they don't understand it at first uh, glance, that's good, because then that gives you a chance to explain yourself as opposed to someone recoiling in fear uh, from you calling yourself an anarchist or a capitalist or both. Nick, thanks for the call tonight. Great call. Appreciate yep. it. Did I tell you the story about the guy that uh, that I met uh, in New York City? I was uh, at the uh, Botsim, uh, Botsim something. I don't know if you told it on the air. I I'm not either. Uh, <laughs> I was at, at uh, a friend of mine. Yes, I have a Jewish friend. I think he controls the world monetary policy <laughs> anyway i went to it uh, does work for a bank th- th- it's true i went to the uh, uh some some party that they have for girls where they you know they, they don't Ooh. circumcise anything um you know it's a ba- baby girl uh, oh, she was okay. five months old and it's called a bot sim something or other I, yeah yeah I, I bought some books and brought them for the gotcha. baby anyway uh you know everybody was talking about business funny and uh I, people kept asking me what i did and and i was talking to one guy briefly trying to explain the radio show to him and um i you know used the li- word libertarian to describe it and um he said you know he, he of course used the name neil bortz oh, at geez. that point and i said no we're real libertarians we're very very small government we're really small government as a matter of fact we're practically anarchists and then he <laughs> used the term um you know well, uh, order's good. Uh, you know, that was his response to the term anarchist. Yeah. As though anarchist means chaos. Or uh, anarchy is a lack of right, order. Right. Anarchy is a lack of, of order, and it's not. That's what they've been trained to but, believe, though. That's what they say in the news media, and that's how everybody, the, the connotation that people use the term. So that's so there you go. Um, th- there's right. a great explanation as to why I never use the term anarchist, and I think capitalist uh, from the same standpoint. I know that the, the, right. the big sponsor of the show, uh, Jason Osborne, happens to have anarcho-capitalist tattooed on his arm, so likely he's not going to, uh, to, to, <laughs> to veer off of that, but yeah, I have to agree now. I haven't well, seen that reaction. You have to understand that you know people make make mistakes when they're younger and they get tattoos that when they get older they realize they shouldn't have gotten. That's all that really is. I mean, look, you mentioned the term anarchist. And most people are going to recoil in fear because they believe you are a bomb-throwing madman who wants to destroy society. Sounds that, about right. That you want uh, chaos and fear to reign. <laughs> I mean, 
No, that's not what it's about. But there's no point in in mentioning it because then you just have to say, "Oh no, 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 right. I'm not that you kind have of to anarchist." Undo the problems that you created, right? Right. Rather than uh, using a word like voluntarist, which people really don't know, then you have at least something to build on. Sure, and the, and, and at least they know what the the root word of voluntarist is. It's pretty obvious. More coming up. Hour two is on the way. This is the live Independence Day edition of Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized a contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. It is the Independence Day edition of the program. We are in the studio live, taking your calls about anything. We'll talk, hopefully, coming up about declaring your independence, and maybe check in with Glenn Jacobs uh, to see what he has to say about the whole topic and of course then there's one of my pet peeves which i always mention at this time of year and that is the difference between independence day and the fourth of july uh we will first though continue with your phone calls about what you want let's go to bill in georgia you're on free talk live bill okay happy republic day hello bill what's on your mind 9 11 truth day oh i didn't know about all that go ahead Uh, i want to thank you for taking the july 4th to do the program yes sir sure show What's on your mind, uh, Bill? We, should, we shouldn't accept that the American Revolution was over once we got our presumed independence from the English Parliament under the Jay Treaty. I wouldn't say that, first off. I agree. And, uh, I, I want to make the point that the Prison Planet Forum, forum uh, seems to be heavily populated with von Mises people, and they seem to have a religious devotion to law and letting government make the rules. Banking always multiplies its deposits. And the von Mises people should uh, realize that governments are an evil. Uh, I personally believe that all that we can eventually do all. I have notes, by the way. I, I thought Mises was uh, was pretty much anti-state, Bill. I thought. I mean, maybe I don't know Mises very well. I just know from the people that call this show. I got the impression he was pretty, anar- uh, you know, uh, anarcho-capitalist or or free market, and that he wasn't in favor of uh, central uh, banking. Or, uh, I was listening to. Um, Someone from Mises, people in the forum, suggested I listen to a French uh, uh, from Mises. Uh, well, somebody from Mises people on their website recommend, and uh, he made all references to law that is administered by governments. So uh, it's all directed at law, which is really an artificial thing. Yeah, of and, course. Uh, it's just words on paper. Yeah, I personally believe that, that we can eventually do away with all governments. Uh, Absolutely. Neither necessary nor natural. 
Absolutely right. They're totally unnatural. They're men trying to, men and women ruling over other individuals by force, by the threat of violence. And it's, uh, exactly. it's anathema to what a uh, good life right. and freedom they, is all they about. They offer services unlike any other organization out there that's offering services. They make you pay for the services ahead of time, and then whether you use them or not is really superfluous to them. Yeah, and if you don't want to, if you don't want to pay for them, they, they possibly will put you in a jail cell. And if you don't want to go there, they'll kill you. Exactly. It's disgusting. Uh, it's one of the reasons why we joined the Free State Project, because we're sick and tired of uh, right. of obeying the, the system. And uh, I personally think that, uh, you know, th- this whole idea of changing the system within the system is really a big waste of time. And what we need to be seeing is more non, uh, you know, more peaceful non-cooperation. Right. Well, I want to make the point that it'll take a lot of time. I don't know if you have that much time. You've got maybe like a minute or well, so. You know, they seem to, they've tried to frighten us with all this business about uh, global warming, which is a huge fraud of theirs. And, um, you know, uh, if you look back at Hitler and Mussolini, they were big about bluster. So that's one of their tactics. Um, but, you know... Well, there always has to be a boogeyman, to, yeah, right? There's a lot of info war by the... Bill, there always people. has to be a boogeyman for the government to come to the rescue of the people, at yeah. least to be perceived as coming to the rescue and keeping them safe, whether it be, you know, safe from terrorism or immigrants or drug dealers or global warming. Uh, you know, the, the suggestion is that if it weren't for government, then all of these things would be your end, essentially. Absolutely. And that's just not true. It's just nonsense. Uh, I want to make one little comment about the Minnesota Farmer Labor Party, the progressives in the Midwest. Okay, don't know anything about it. Uh, go ahead. They were uh, they were actually really progressives, and they worked with socialists too. They're good and bad socialists. They're good and bad paleoconservatives. They're good and bad everybody. Yeah, well, as far as I'm concerned, uh, if you want to do your own little commune thing somewhere, then that's fine. But forcing me onto the commune no, is where socialism it all ends. is not about force. Real socialism is not about force, and that's what I get from the von Mises people. I've never so met that, one socialist that didn't believe that he could uh, implement his system uh, without and and change. Or I've never met a socialist who, uh, you know, want, did not want to implement their vision worldwide on everybody. So I'm sure there are voluntary socialists yeah. out there, but I don't know who they are, and I've well, never come across them. Let me let me ask you this: um, personal independence, freedom, and. Uh, the um, you know open possibility to um, make your life however you might want it. Wouldn't you want that worldwide? Well, yeah, I certainly would, but I would never enforce okay, now, it upon people. That's what real socialism is about. Each according to his abilities, each according to his needs, and it says nothing about governments doing this. In fact, governments are uh, socialism is basically real socialism is basically doing away with government. Well, I don't see how what, that is. That's not what the socialists are saying. What I'm taught in school is that socialism is ruled by the educated elite. And yes, what you're taught in schools. How about that? How sure, about sure. The, the but government info war. How can how yeah. can you have um, you know rule by anyone without having a government? No, we're not out to rule anybody. We're out to do away with all rulers. Now, the people. So are you one of these socialists? If it's each according Free to his, association of people. If it's each according to his abilities um, and each according to his needs, then don't you have to sort of, uh, I mean, it's, it's either me sharing or it's someone taking it from me, right? No, it's us sharing. You have it exactly right. But what if you don't want and to share? But you're going to find, if, on what, a worldwide scale, you're going to find people that don't want to share. What are we going to do with them? We have to re-educate them, but not by force. We okay. To, yeah. Um, by how? By we what? We have to take time. We have to take time with them. We have to, um, uh, you know, use some uh, discretion and uh, and try to to 
you know, persuade them just by uh, by example. Well, I can't say that I I can't say that I have anything to disagree with uh, with you on, Bill. I mean, I'm not a socialist. I don't, uh, you know, in the classical sense of the term, I am in, uh, you know, a free marketeer, and I think that people in the marketplace should be free to do whatever it is they want as long as they aren't harm as long as they aren't harming anybody else, and therefore those right. that would like to share with one another could certainly do that. Uh, but you know, if somebody decided they didn't want to share, I, I certainly wouldn't uh, do anything to them. And I'm glad no. you're saying that you would use persuasion as opposed to force. No, I think I you're very unique. Persuasion, verbal persuasion, meaning I would tell them the facts. I would educate them about the needs of. of and what other if they people. didn't want to hear it? What if they didn't care? Well, we'll just pass them over and go to the next person because no. a lot of people really want to hear. The people that don't listen are the ones with vested interest in, you know, in persuading it, us that the capitalism is free market, which it's not. The only way a free market is for the people to get to themselves, but struggle, struggle with themselves, not, not. Now, how does level. socialism, even on a, on a voluntary um, scale, I mean, when you look at communes and those kind of places, generally what you find are places that fall into disrepair because no one, right, no one owns yes, anything they're themselves. Trying to, uh, they're trying to institute socialism under a capitalist system. It's, it's a losing proposition. No, no. You have to bring no, they, these are people, along. we're talking about communes. There's no, what do you mean there's a capitalist system? They all, uh, they all live together on a plot of land no. and they grow food and stuff and they don't, they don't really... Participate in the uh, the capitalist system. Well, in Russia, after the uh, Tsar abolished serfdom, what you had were called uh, zemstvas. The government actually encouraged socialist communes or communes you know, where people would be, you know, farmed by themselves and uh, free association. And these were not really had no uh, chance of becoming the government or you know the general system of the country, because it was done under a Tsarist system of tyranny. And the same here. Uh, we have no real free market. The only way we can get to a free market is to get to a point where people freely associate in, the, in, a, in a market that's open and not controlled by, through, through governments, number one, I, and by uh, monopoly of, of, of the script. I uh, see what you're saying, to, that, there's some, mm-hmm. that there's some impediments there, but I still say that um, if you get a group of people together um, large enough that, uh, you, you know, say you're doing farm work and that kind of thing, that you'll find that, that some people decide, you know, I don't have to work as hard because someone else will pick up my slack. Right. Hell, when they created, uh, even in school, when they created a few, you know, like work groups where we get together three or four or five kids, all of a sudden, I always find the ugly girl to do my homework for me because I knew that she would. Yeah, all of a sudden you don't have any abilities, but you have a lot of needs, right? And then Yeah, yeah well, see, that's, that's because people, people's upbringing. They, have, they don't know anything else. They know that they, all they know is they have to uh, take advantage of other people because that's what's taught in the society. Well, I, be, I wish you the best of luck. As long as you aren't uh, initiating force on people, I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> and it, it sounds like we're on a similar page. I'm not interested in this uh, sharing system you're talking about. I think you're going to find that a lot of people aren't either. Not that I have an objection to sharing. I just don't want it institutionalized. And I thank you for the call. And I don't know if that's what sharing even he Sharing is great. I'll share my money. You share your goods and services. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and the features include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just go and download right there from the front page of the website, totally free, at freetalklive.com. 
Hey, what the hell is an amphibious rotini monster, and who is Poopin' von Schnurgenberger? And why does he call himself an anarcho-poopalist? Anarchyinyourhead.com is a webcomic about the philosophy of freedom in its purest form. Check in every Wednesday and Friday for a new strip and find bonus material throughout the week. All at anarchyinyourhead.com. That's anarchyinyourhead.com. We've been talking about, I guess recently, some... Um, over the last few minutes of the show, various different terms that people just don't understand very well. And it's quite clear that each individual has their, has it in their own mind what terms like socialism and capitalism and anarchism mean to them, and they are not consistent from one person to the next. Uh, the last guy that we had on was defining socialism as some sort of voluntary uh, interaction, and that's generally not how it's understood to most people. But to, him, not to me. But to him, that's how it was. And of course, he was one of those people that to whom a uh, you know the idea of capitalism was a is a bad word, and it's just more evidence that staying away from using these terms is is imperative if you want to help people understand what liberty is. If you want to go and move on to a, a commune with some people, then by all means, you should be free to do so. As long as you're free to leave when you want to leave, and as long as you don't force anybody else onto the commune and force but them to take take part. The evidence is, historical evidence is, lots of people would want to do this. They want to go to communes. They want to live uh, I've known socially. people who've done it. Uh, the communes either out uh, farming things. or I've heard of communes in buildings in, in cities. I, I know of one in Chicago that's a Christian commune. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, they put out Cornerstone Magazine, if it still comes out. I don't know. But... Yeah, I mean, you know, these things exist, and people want them, and that's all fine and dandy, but I'm not interested. Yeah, it's not the kind of lifestyle I'm looking to live. I've seen what communes are like. I've been on the I've been on the inside. I've known people who've lived in communes, and they're dirty. The ones that I've seen are, you know, I'd love to see a sparkling clean commune uh, that was in really good shape, but it just doesn't seem to be that way. Uh, and surely there's an example out there somewhere of it. It's, I've just never experienced it in my life, and, and it goes back to something you touched on, and that is that in the commune, in the communal ownership concept, there is no real owner. Nobody has total responsibility for that piece of property, and so even though they can sit around and say, okay, Jimmy, you're going to clean the uh, the bathroom, and uh, Marla, you're going to go ahead and, and uh, pick the weeds in the backyard, and they could come up with their little organizing chart of who who's supposed to do what, but if somebody drops the ball... Then what? Then yeah. Then what do you do? Then you have to be the jerk and and uh, kick them out. Or but it's not or, your property. I guess you could decide uh, democratically. Uh, to democratically, kick the, and I, to I, kick I guess socialism out. is uh, you know uh, could be um, implemented with a democratic. But form what of about from each according to his ability to each according to his need? I mean, he needed that time off. He needed he he couldn't clean his uh, you know the bathroom because he needed to play some video games. I I can tell you my back's going to hurt a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You have to have, uh, at least as far as I'm concerned, the kind of lifestyle I want to live in my house, it's my house. Julia lives here with me, and because she's living here, there's an agreement between her and I about who's supposed to do what. Uh, Her brother is going to be moving in a little bit later this month, and there's going to be an agreement between me and him as far as who's responsible for what. If you drop the ball on your responsibility, you're breaking your agreement. You could certainly be replaced by that, but... It just seems to work better with private property. It just seems to be more efficient. It seems like things get done better. The people know what's expected of them up front, and there's, uh, you know, the excuses are, I think, limited that way. 
I'm I'm pretty much uh, the kind of guy that believes that uh, you know the buck stops here. It has to stop somewhere. If it doesn't, then it floats around and gets all messed up. And uh, no, I mean you know that, that there has to be somebody in charge. Yeah, you got to give them some more level. And of the incentive. only way you can really have you know, somebody in charge is if that person owns things. Right, and 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 that owner can set incentives up. To where the people that are occupying those structures have proper incentives to make sure that they stay clean or in good shape and that sort of thing, as opposed to what you've got in the, com- uh, the communal system, the, the incentive is just the ideal of communism. There's, there's no real financial incentive to, uh, right. to keep your room clean. Like, oh, if you don't clean your room, then I'm going to take, you know, you're going to have to pay $50 and we're going to hire a maid to come in and do it. Uh, whereas in the communal system, it's like, oh, if you don't clean, well, maybe you'll do it next week or someone else will pick up the ball for you or whatever. There's no real responsibility there, even though they've supposedly agreed to something that was never really uh, made official. It just seems like a mess to me. And it's always been a mess from, from all of my experiences. Yeah, I do just fine earning things on my own and uh, you know living the way I want to by myself. What in the world do I want to live in a commune for? It seems to me that... Yeah, I have all the services provided to me on, in this world of the, the marketplace. It, it seems to me that you can get two types of people. I would certainly like to have more people around. That's always nice. I like I like people. I'm a gregarious sort of person. Okay. But you know, there's times when I don't want them around. And I, I would think that a commune would, would be attractive to the people that want people around all I the think time. So. And it would be attractive to the kind of people that say, you know what? I can get by with doing less. Yep. And I'm not interested in hanging out with them, personally. Let's continue with your calls. Vince on the line in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live, Vince. Hello, Mark and Ian. How are you doing? Hey, Vince. Good, what's on your it's mind? interesting about what you're saying about communes, but I, I found a little comic here, and it's written by this uh, Millard Fillmore. Okay. It says here, it looks like you're running your new restaurant, Dave's, open for Independence Day. And the guy goes, yep, of course, after losing the first one to eminent domain and dealing with all the bureaucracy, to get this one started, he goes, I wonder who won that war. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. So the uh, the point being that in order to open his business, he had to jump through all kinds of bureaucratic hoops and already had one of his businesses shut down. But, hey, it's freedom, baby. Thanks, Vince, for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Bill in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live, Bill. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your um, mind, Bill? Well, uh, actually, uh, two things, but uh, we'll get to, to the, the primary one here. Um there's, it can't be Independence Day without a good story about oppression. And sure. I found a very interesting one that uh, was featured on Slashdot. Apparently, a 19-year-old young man uh, is being charged with a felony for attempting to auction off his presidential elected vote. Uh-oh. Selling votes, huh? Yeah. Um, apparently, uh, and this happened in Minnesota, uh, uh, he went online. Uh, he claims it was a joke. Claims it was all in fun. But, oh, well, uh, they don't not, like jokes. The government people not, don't are not very. Yeah, uh, they don't have a very good sense of humor. Yeah, the federal government is not uh, laughing at this one. As a matter of fact, this, this young man is facing up to five years in prison and a ten thousand dollar fine if he is and will be convicted of oh, a, basically a cyber prank. You know, they try to make voting look like it's so important. Like, oh my gosh, you can't sell your vote. But in essence, when a politician promises cash or they promise some sort of benefit to come your way, are you not essentially having your vote purchased if indeed that is motivating to you to uh, to vote for that particular politician? 
definitely. It's just definitely. not as direct, that's all. It's just uh, it's a little more obscured, and apparently that's A-OK. Bill, thanks for the story. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want on this live Independence Day edition of the program. John and Ziggy and Todd all on the line. Ladies, come first. If you dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231, it is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up what you want. Live Independence Day edition of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Toll free number 800 259 9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com where all the features are totally free. The wiki is included. WIKI.freetalklive.com. Uh, that'll get you to it. There's over, uh, there are over 1,700 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive. It's wiki.freetalklive.com. It's free, by the way. Do you have a company that is, needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections. They do early out billing and they purchase charged off receivables. They're dedicated to providing immediate service to their clients. And they also make every effort to resolve issues with their customers, treating them with the utmost respect at every phase of the collections process. You can find out more about Free Talk, uh, excuse me, SACL CAI at our website, freetalklive.com, by clicking on their banner, the top banner. That's SACL CAI. All right. We continue with your phone calls here with, uh, I believe, Todd is on the line in Michigan on the amp line. Hello, Todd. Hey, Ian. Mark, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Todd? Well, uh, I just wanted to talk to you guys about this interesting uh, ruling by a federal judge in New York regarding YouTube being ordered to hand over data and files of its user information to Viacom, the giant media company that owns MTV, VH1. Oh, and let's not forget Nickelodeon. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, um, I don't know about you guys, but that judge really, really uh, has the gall to actually do this. I mean, look, if people have a problem with uploading copyright um, materials, which I know a lot of these companies do have a problem with, but it's been going on for quite a few years now, and for Viacom and nobody else to actually jump into the bandwagon, I just find this really ridiculous. Yeah, it's really stupid. I mean, as you as you pointed out, Viacom owns Nickelodeon, and the fact is, the world of file sharing is the world of the young people. I mean, it's uh, the people that are on the file sharing services, the BitTorrents. Uh, I don't know. Does anyone use Kazaa anymore? I mean, the, the various different file sharing services out there are, I think, for the most part, under twenty five uh, or under thirty, and so certainly the very very young young people that would be watching a Nickelodeon or something. Something like that. Uh, they're the people that Viacom would be targeting when they're going after people for these uh, so-called intellectual property violations. And the fact is, if they're watching your product, why do you really care how it is they just they you know they came about to watch? I it? think it's the uploading the product that they have a bigger problem with. Okay, yeah, but the the idea is they don't want someone to upload the product so people can't watch the they don't want sure. the people to watch the product because they don't you know get to load up a five minute spot break in there. Right. Well, see, here's the thing. Um, apparently, Viacom has an issue with YouTube and Google profiting over this whole thing, especially when uh-huh. you've got thousands or even millions of 
of users posting on the YouTube site every single day. Right. Um, it turns out that every minute there's 13 hours of video uploaded on wow. the site server. Every minute. So it just sounds like um, this is just <laughs> one way of them using the power of the state to exact some kind of censorship. I mean, look, if you really have a problem with it, then don't put out that that kind of content for people to upload it on YouTube if you have a problem with it. Well, they're gonna. I mean, that's um, that's silly, Todd. You can't tell them to stop doing the TV shows they produce. I mean, they're just producing their television programs, and people are grabbing them off the uh, the cable systems and they're ripping them to uh, to digital format and they're uploading them to YouTube. That's not, what's going on. I'm not exactly advocating that, Ian. But that, but but see, the problem is is that they're saying okay. Um, you can't. Um, this is a, this is a, a, a an, an intellectual property uh, rights violation or a copyright infringement. Well, I'm not making any money off of this when I post something. I mean, it's under fair use under the copyright. If you're only posting maybe a minute of a show or maybe an interview or or whatever the case may be, is that what they're getting upset and, about? Is just the, even the little posts like that? They're well, getting... I think they're doing it more on the bigger posts, but I think it's. I, th- I think you know there there are other ways to resolve this without uh, trying to access their user information, and I think um, it's just totally unnecessary with the way they're going about it. Yeah, the, and the details here are pretty crazy. Uh, according to the AP story, Google's lawyers are saying that and they own YouTube, by the way. They are saying that uh, the, apparently the ruling will require them to produce 12 terabytes of data, equivalent to the text of roughly 12 million yeah. books. Uh, they say that would be expensive, time-consuming, and a threat to the user's privacy. The database includes information on when each video gets played, which can be used to determine how often each clip is played. Attached to each entry is each viewer's unique login ID and the IP address for that viewer's computer. And apparently they want to find out, Viacom wants to find out, that whether or not their copyright-protected videos are more heavily watched than amateur clips, apparently. Is that their, is that their reason for doing this? Um, I think that's basically their claim. I'm uh, not so sure if, uh, if that's really their, their legitimate claim, but that's, that's basically what they're saying. And so they're uh, saying that, well, Google's making all this money off of selling advertising around our programming, and we're very upset about that. Well, yeah, I know they're upset about it, but it, I, I guess the, the, the point that I'm trying to make here is that, um, okay, so Viacom has possibly unfettered access to all these user accounts and watching their viewing habits. Well, what are they going to do with that information? Exactly how much time they're going to spend um, watching what these users are going to do with these video clips they upload onto the servers, under their accounts. I mean, I know you have a YouTube account, Ian, and so do I. Yeah. And what really disturbs me about this is, okay, so they took uh, YouTube and Google to court, you know, suing them for over a billion dollars, and, you know, that's all well and good. But the fact of the matter is, what are they going to do with um, that user information? Yeah, that's a good question. And- are they going to go after the people for just watching things? I mean, yeah. they, they've gone yeah. after people for downloading, uh, not Viacom specifically, but the RIAA and the MPAA. They have gone after um, individuals who have downloaded a few songs on the Internet. So if you go yeah, and you and, watch it. You know, it's, it's, it's no different from what the MPAA or the RIAA 
um, going after people who allegedly are pirating movies, like from uh, the Pirate Bay or even. You remember back in the day when Napster was being sued uh, by a lot of the companies because well, people were just file-sharing music. Well, file-sharing music has been, been a staple on the net. Same thing with uh, YouTube and, and all this. So what they're going to do, they would have to shut down YouTube in yeah. order to uh, have things done their way. If right, there's no way to really stop. Doing. There's no way for YouTube in their current business model to, uh, to stop this. I mean, because, like you said, you said every single minute, 13 hours of content are uploaded to YouTube. Now, you have to remember, YouTube... YouTube, for the most part, has uh, has you know a ten minute limit. So that means that every minute there are several, I mean, a whole bunch of little videos being uploaded to YouTube, and they don't have the staff and couldn't possibly hire the staff to come in and pre-approve every single upload to say, oh, that's this not the thing. that's not the point of it. And right. why should they have to do that? Yeah, I mean, crazy. How, how can a judge rule that you have to hire people to... Well, they haven't ruled that yet. They haven't ruled that. The judge has simply ruled that uh, YouTube has to turn over their well, user what records. About, well, what about the Fifth Amendment? And I'm, I, you know, I don't have the right not to incriminate myself. I don't well, have to turn over anything to you. Well, Go out there and prove your own case. They are a corporation, which may be a factor, and corporations do agree to be obedient to the government. So I'm sure they're going to appeal this, uh, but nonetheless, pretty disturbing. And, Todd, thanks for bringing it to the forefront tonight. Appreciate the call. 800-259-9231. The database uh, they're looking for has a lot of personal information, and the judge ruled that the plaintiffs had a legitimate need for the information and the privacy concerns are speculative. The judge rejected a request from the plaintiffs for Google to disclose the source code, the technical secret sauce powering its market-leading search engine, saying there's no evidence Google manipulated its search algorithms to to treat copyright-infringing videos differently. Well, that's, I guess, a positive aspect of the ruling, but generally pretty awful. Can you imagine if this judge turned over Google's source code to Viacom? That would be crazy. And I think Google be justified in absolutely refusing to obey. In this case, I think they should refuse to obey. And Google's, they've been pretty good about fighting uh, for freedom in the past. Hopefully they'll, they'll keep standing up here. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves in this live Independence Day edition of the program. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show, we want to ask you to help us by promoting Free Talk Live. You can go to promote.freetalklive.com to learn the various different ways that you can help Free Talk Live, most of them totally free and very simple. And one of those very free, very simple ways to help promote Free Talk Live is to vote for us. It's a once-a-month thing, so not a big burden at all. In fact, it'll take you less than a minute's time. Uh, we are currently ranked at number three, Mark. That's, that's correct. Three out of ten, uh, well, three out of thousands, like 40,000 the last time. It looks probably way more than that at this point. But uh, number three, not too shabby, but we could be doing better. In fact, you told me before the show that we were only about 50 votes behind the first place show. That's correct. So it wouldn't really take a whole lot of effort to push up to number one, and that's what we need you to do. If you've not yet voted in the month of July, go to vote.freetalklive.com. It'll take you less than a minute. All you need is an email address, and it makes a big difference for us uh, because having that number one slot not only brings us more listeners – and many of you were actually introduced to the show through Podcast Alley, we know, because we've asked. 
Uh, so if you were, especially if you were introduced to the show through Podcast Alley, do yourself, uh, do someone else a favor and, and vote for the show. That way someone else can uh, discover Free Talk Live. And it helps you with your ad sales, Mark. Absolutely uh, does. Which, the more uh, ads we sell, the longer we stay on the air. So it's a good thing. If you like Free Talk Live, do us a favor. Go to vote.freetalklive.com and cast your vote for the show. As we go to your phone calls, this live Independence Day edition here, brought to you by SACL CAI, we go to John in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind? The other day you had a conversation with a fellow talking about the children climbing a five-foot chain-link fence and all the parents except for himself being in great fear and telling their children to get off the fence. Yes. It might not have just been safety. It might have been the parents were afraid, oh, no, my children are not following the rules. <laughs> yeah, that could be it, too. You're not supposed to do that. Um, in, in my case, I uh, tried my best to raise my children as real people, mm -hmm. uh, treat them as adults when appropriate and uh, as children when appropriate. Uh, when children are babies, uh, you make little exceptions for, you know, tickle, 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 and, you know, use little cooing noises to, you know, in a, I look at that, that's a language that they can understand when they're very, very young, you know, kind of mocking or imitating them. If not, mocking is not the right word, but... Yeah. You know, I, I didn't want to do that, John. When I had a child, I didn't want to speak to them in, in baby talk because I wanted them to, you know, I figured they'll they'll learn English faster if I don't speak to them in nonsense talk. I've heard but that's the case. I still find myself, uh, you know, talking in a funny voice. I talk to them in, a, in this sort of high-pitched voice. Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? You've got to do it. <laughs> You've got it because that's reality. That's, that's the tone. That's the pitch. That's what they can relate to. If you're talking to them fully and completely in coherent paragraphs, they're not going to quite get it. He doesn't smile as much when I do. you little hand to go, oh, isn't that, you've got beautiful little hands, and mm -hmm. look at that little, you know, your little foot is so, you know, whatever. You talk, you're still talking to them, but using, you know, a, a more, uh, what is it, a, a more calm, a very a very gentle thing, because babies are very, you know, tender and gentle. So, How do so you know, John, at, at what point do you know to stop using the baby talk and actually, you know, transition? Well, when you're a parent, you know. It's it's just absolutely natural. Uh, but if you're indoctrinated to always treat people as children, mm -hmm. then you never stop. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't stop when they're adults. Like, there's children outside here. I, I can hear fireworks going off. And in some places, people would be saying, what should I do? There's kids out there with fireworks. Should I call 911? Well, no. You treat them like adults if they, you know, they're going to play with fireworks. If they're not shooting yeah. them at me and they're shooting them in the sky... That's what they're designed for. Right. You give them the basics. You tell them to be careful. You, you know, tell them to, uh, you know, the, the, the wicks, they burn real fast. And you don't hold the fireworks when they're going off. And, you know, just be careful. And then they're not going to listen. Ignore the, <laughs> ignore the duds. Don't go put your face up to them. I mean, right. if they don't listen, then they pay the consequences. Absolutely. And, and, and guess what? That's how people learn. When you have the freedom to make mistakes, then you have to learn. Yep. Let me give an example. But they don't want to let people make mistakes. These uh, these people that want to protect uh, and they want to keep children, chill, you know, young people, children for as long as possible. They don't want them to be able to make mistakes, John. Isn't that really uh, just very detrimental? This is where the tyranny comes from. It's the frame of mind that you do not see in the freedom movement. You'll see children, and I got an excellent example in the Free State Project. In particular, you see these parents with their children uh, at Porkfest. Uh, one of the, uh, I guess it was the first day, there was a nice strong breeze, and I grabbed my kite that has nhfree.com stenciled on it, and I go to fly a kite. 
this little eight-year-old comes running out all excited. Hey, you know, she's all happy and everything. Oh, can I help you fly the kite? The conversation was immediately more engaging with an eight-year-old who knew, you know, if the, flight's not, if the kite isn't flying quite right, maybe if we go up this hill a little bit, it will catch the breeze a little bit better. And, you know, just on from there, a conversation with an eight-year-old, which was more engaging than so many adults, hmm. either at work, around family, or parties, you know, things that you need to go to where you really don't want to be. You know, where it's about, you know, what about that Red Sox and what about oh, know, yeah. what's the latest, oh, the guys at work, what's the lottery number last night? Jeez. Or, I'm so glad I don't have to have those conversations anymore. <laughs> I don't miss that one bit. That's an interesting observation that the uh, these people that love liberty are raising their kids the way you're suggesting. They're treating them more like adults, and as a result, they can handle it. They aren't stupid. People seem to think that kids are dumb or they're you know somehow inferior to them when, in fact, uh, they're very, very sharp, and they learn very, very quickly. And so to treat them as though they're little babies when they're not is just dumbing them down, and it's holding them back from being to to, to uh, you know rip off a phrase from the, the uh, military to being all they could be you know uh, now you know if people want to experience this when they come to new hampshire uh to visit and try to make a decision about whether they're going to move here or not because they want to be activists for liberty um when they you know actually spend some time with with families, because there are lots of families here. It's not just all us guys called talk radio. Yeah, and, 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 and a lot of them... You'll see this, what's happening, and, and you can imagine the long-term potential of what's happening. Yep. And if I might, speaking of fireworks, you opened the show talking about fireworks tyranny in New York. Yes. And that inspired me to say, duh, I, I forgot to put my video up about New Hampshire fireworks freedom because I got a flyer in the mail. Uh, I did a real rushed thing. I got a two-minute video up over at uh, P-H-O-N-H John, and uh, the only difference will be uh, i got to get a better uh, opening uh, picture for it. But So that's just, your YouTube channel, P-H-O-N-H John? Yeah, over at YouTube, yeah. Okay. And uh, thanks, for, thanks for reminding me yeah, to uh, alert people that we have much more freedom here. Yeah, than... total freedom. Uh, at least as I understand it, in New Hampshire, you can actually go and buy fireworks and set them off in most places without having to ask any bureaucrats' permission for it. There are great? local ordinances, but on a state level, uh, we have that freedom, and uh, then you got to figure out which town you like best. And uh, just don't smuggle them back into Massachusetts, or else uh, they might be watching you. They well, I, you. Used to, I used to live down there, and I was quite an outlaw when I was a <laughs> I man. bet you were. John, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing <laughs> from you. 800-259-9231. Back to what he was talking about, the, the young people in this movement, the Free State Project, this movement of uh, 20,000 people moving to New Hampshire in order to achieve liberty in our lifetime. I have to say, I'm really impressed with uh, the, the young people as far as they are well-behaved, they're intelligent, and, you know, they're not running around destroying things and causing serious problems. I mean, they like to have a little fun, uh, but uh, I'm thinking specifically of uh, the guy that we call the president of the underground. There's this New Hampshire underground, this organization, a loose organization of activists here in New Hampshire, and we jokingly call uh, a, a seven-year-old the president of the underground. And whenever he's around, he's just the nicest uh, young man. And William's you know, a good boy. Yeah, he's not like those other uh, other kids that are causing trouble. I mean, he might be a little trouble for his parents from time to time. Well, but, I'm sure. But man, over and above, uh, kids in this movement are—they are just 
really well, mature. It's, it's, a, it's a movement of personal responsibility um, yeah. and, and freedom. And so, you know, the people that take personal responsibility very seriously are going to raise their kids well. People that believe that it takes a village to raise a child are going to figure, well, somebody else will take care of these uh, responsibilities of discipline or whatever. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, it makes perfectly good sense to me that uh, libertarians would have uh, very well-behaved children. Let's talk to Ziggy in the UK. You're on Free Talk Live from across the pond. Hello, Ziggy. Hi, guys. Right, I can explain what that guy was going on about voluntary socialism early in the hour. Yeah. He was talking about anarcho-syndicism. Okay. Um, which is basically a unionized version of anarchism. What's that um, mean? Small collectives adopted around the place who provide for themselves. Okay. Also, I can name commune, uh, base, oh, well, basically, anarcho-syndicism is actually pure Marx. Um, everyone seems to think that um, socialism is about the state-owning industry, the work, uh, you, know, the, you know, the workers uh, um, own the means of production. No, Marx actually said the workers should own the means of production. He never mentioned the state. It was Interesting. Lenin. Ziggy, thank you for the call tonight. More coming up. Hour 3 is on the way. The live Independence Day edition of Free Talk Live continues. Provider and licensing details are available. If this is your paycheck and this is your debt, what are your options? File bankruptcy and tread water the next seven years? Or make a call for Care One Credit Counseling Services and start getting out of debt today. A Care One Credit Counseling Agency can help you get immediate relief from stress caused by debt. And you'll have one lower monthly payment instead of the pile you have right now. Call a Care One agent today and you can start saving hundreds of dollars in fees and interest payments. Care One agencies have helped over 4 million people get out of debt and they can help you too. Call 800-952-9224, 800-952-9224, and find out how you can lower your monthly payments up to 57%. One 15-minute phone call can change your life. Call 800-952-9224, 800-952-9224. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. It is the live Independence Day edition of the program. We're here doing a program just for you, because a lot of those other radio show talk hosts, they'll take the day off. Whenever they can get the opportunity to take a day off, they run from their studios. We, on the other hand, make a special effort to be here and be live on holidays like this, because, well, fact is, people are still out there listening. People are listening live over the internet. People are in their cars and in their homes listening uh, live over the radio tonight. So we're here for you. They want that live content. Yep, and we're here giving it to you, talking about, uh, we'll talk about independence this hour, because we haven't had a chance to focus on it. The phones have been blowing up tonight. So again, good thing we're here, because that is the purpose of the calls. In fact, let's continue with them first and go to John in Kansas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, Yesterday, I took a trip to the uh, Social Security Administration because I had to get a new card. Okay. And uh, just thought I'd let you guys in on uh, all the uh, bureaucracy going on in the Social Security Administration. All right. I can only imagine. Uh, for starters, going in, they said nothing about concealed carry, which there is concealed carry in this state. They didn't even have the required attorney general sign saying, 
stating that you can't have concealed carry, but yet they made a big deal about cell phones, pagers, knives, or any other kind of weapon other than a gun. But they didn't say anything about concealed carry, even though that's legal where you are. Right. Hmm. Except for government buildings, which this obviously would be one, but they are also required to post a sign stating that you aren't allowed to have one. Okay. Uh, and then after that, they had a total of five windows, but actually only three of them up. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's pretty good, really. Yeah, that's not... Yeah. I've been in the Social Security office before down in Sarasota, Florida, where there was one window open and only a handful of people actually in the room. And it took forever. It took like a half an hour for them to process through like two people. Not to mention they also had the two uh, armed security guards by the front as well. Were they awake? obviously weren't helping anybody. Yeah, they just stand there, right? Right. Right. Because they're protecting, what, the Social Security office from being blown up by terrorists? Is that the idea? What the uh, hell do they need yeah. armed security for at the Social Security office? Is there a bunch of cash sitting back there or something like that? I don't think so. They cut checks to people. There's no valuables at the Social Security office. really doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make any sense to me. But I, you know, I, when I think about it, I figure, well, government buildings have armed security, well, right? Yeah, they always need a reason to hire more government bureaucrats, and I guess that's the reason. There's terrorists and stuff out there. We need to protect our bureaucrats. Oh, and they don't even want to cut the checks anymore. Uh, they had a TV screen advertising about how you can get your uh, money direct deposited. Yeah, well, I mean, that makes sense. So, I mean, I'm not going to fault them for that one. What else you got, man? Anything else? Uh, have you guys heard of Sealand? Yeah. Sea- yeah, yeah. It's a little uh, platform. <clears throat> Formerly, I think, it was, I think it was built in World War II. Uh, off of the coast of the United Kingdom, it's someplace up there. I'm not sure exactly where it is, but it's just a tiny little like helicopter platform in the middle of the ocean, and it was up for sale a couple of years ago. I know the Pirate Bay was looking at buying it. They didn't end up buying it. So but it's its own country. It is its own country. Right. And uh, what did you have to say about it? Uh, well, apparently now they are selling uh, Lord and Lady ships. <laughs> Well, you can't have one mean? in America. It's uh, unconstitutional to have a title, right? Right. You can have a title in America. What do you mean, Mark? I mean, not Esquire? Like that. It, it, not one that's recognized. They recognize Esquire, don't they? Yeah, well, it doesn't make you any better. That's essentially that you're a lawyer, right? Yeah. Esquire, the only thing about Esquire is that basically it's knowing that you can actually uh, use that title. For, es- for Esquire, re- uh, for a lawyer, what they would do is just have a JD at the end. Basically saying that they have a doctorate of law. So why is it someone would want to purchase a uh, lord or ladyship from the sea land? So that they could say that they are a lord of or lady. And what does that do for you? No. Is it like saying you're a reverend or something like that? Is that the idea? Uh, not really. Basically, it's just a fancy title to throw around. I see. Like Lord, Lord Edgington, uh, that sort of thing. I got gotcha. you. All right, John, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Independence Day, Mark. That is the day today. And a lot of people, if you listen to the conversations that are going on around you, especially uh, if you're watching television or uh, online uh, you know, with a major media source, you're going to hear it referred to as the July 4th of 4th. July yeah. or July 4th. Happy 4th of July. Ugh. And, you know, it's not. I mean, yeah, it, it is the 4th of July. You can't deny that. But this, the holiday, the celebration, the reason why people set off fireworks, 
works is because of independence. They're celebrating the independence from who? Well, England, the yeah, government. Right. Um, and why, you have to ask yourself, why is it that they don't call it Independence Day anymore? I don't was know. Was it calculated? I, Did I, someone come up with that? Is this is there a conspiracy theory out there to stop calling it Independence Day? I mean, is it is it that if you call it Independence Day, people actually think about what that word means and then realize they're anything but independent today, and that in fact they are very much dependent on the federal, state, I don't, and local I don't think so. I think that people uh, people you know they say it's a free country, right? And it, it, it's it's common in our nomenclature or in in our speaking that uh, it's a free country. And mm-hmm. well, you know, I mean, free? No, it's not. Try not paying your taxes if you think you're free. Yeah. Uh, so Independence Day, you know, make sure that if you're out having a conversation with someone and they mention it as the Fourth of July, just give them a quick correction. Don't be rude about it. Just say, well, I I prefer to call it Independence Day, and just throw the idea out there. Who knows? Maybe it'll spark a conversation about independence, which I think is something we should still be striving for here in this country as uh, more government rules and regulations continue to be churned out from all levels of government, trying to control your life ever more. Micromanaging. We started the show tonight with a story about how in many states you can't legally possess fireworks. You cannot go and purchase fireworks, let alone set them off. And... If you needed a more obvious example on a day like this that you're anything but independent anymore in this country, in this so-called free country, I don't think there's any better example than that one. I mean, we talk all year long about various different stories of government tyranny and and corruption and uh, theft, but the the fireworks stories have to be the absolute uh, pinnacle. Yeah, for a day it's like a this. holiday around uh, setting off fireworks, and now you can't. And I think it's, the government says you're just too dumb to handle it. Right, and in those somehow places, or another, I've set off a whole bunch of fireworks in my life, and I'm still here, all ten fingers, all ten toes. Yep. Now I've I've had one, I had my eardrums uh, rung a couple of times, and I've, I've, I've my my fingers have tingled afterwards, but I'm still alive. Yeah, and uh, the fact is, the people in those states where there are prohibitions on fireworks somehow manage to get their hands on the fireworks anyway. Some of them will drive to uh, another state yep. and uh, then yeah. smuggle them back. It, it was uh, it, somehow illegal or another um, in Florida when I was growing up, but every time we came back from Indiana, we'd stop off in North Carolina or South Carolina, whichever yeah. it was, and we'd buy them there. And, of course, I lived so far out, nobody knows that I'm setting off fireworks. Out. The flying ones are illegal in Florida, as I understand. I, I can tell you I had those two. Yeah. Uh, you can go buy the little Chinese tanks things, that roll around. Things but... changed uh, at some point or another. I'm, I'm reasonably certain that, that other stuff was, you know, like the rules have changed since I was a kid. You mean they lightened it up or made it more uh, serious? I, you couldn't fi- buy firecrackers in Florida when I was a kid. Well, anyway, it's uh, just a perfect example that you're in, we're not free in America, and so there's no freedom to celebrate here today. Uh, yeah, it was great that they uh, got their independence from the king, but, you know, I'd rather have the king back. I mean, if I, if I could choose... If I could choose between the rule of King George III versus uh, the Democrats and the Republicans in D.C. and uh, the state houses around the country, I'd take King George in a heartbeat. Man, that guy was, wasn't even here. He wanted, like, a percent 
as far as taxes are concerned. Yeah, the tax rates were significantly lower. I mean, he was relatively hands-off in comparison to the governments that we have today in America. Well, it's it's not that we just had the king. There, there certainly were local governments um, at that time. But so. it was independence from the king. That was the idea behind uh, Independence Day. It was what we were supposed to be celebrating, the concept of independence, uh, self-sufficiency, self-reliance. And that's so lost on this culture today. It's so lost in uh, American society, and it's absolutely sad. Our friend Glenn Jacobs has a few thoughts on independence, and we'll check in with him in a few moments. You may know Glenn. He's also known as WWE's Kane from the World Wrestling. Uh, I guess it's not a federation anymore. Anyway, more coming Extreme. up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Independence Day edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, including the updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know uh, fresh about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free, updates.freetalklive.com. If you're remodeling your kitchen or bath, now you can purchase knobs, pulls, faucets at wholesale prices and support a business that supports Free Talk Live. It's internobs.com. You can save 10% on your order by using code FTL at checkout. It's internobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. It's friendly service with wholesale prices for knobs, pulls, faucets, and more at internobs.com. So what is it, anyway, before we check in with Glenn Jacobs on this whole Independence Day idea, what is it that... that uh you know, your average American thinks about today. They, they, they have heard it being called the 4th of July. It's not really even being called Independence Day anymore in public as far as the media is concerned and the government. Anybody, any spokesperson for the government, you'll always hear them calling it the 4th of July, and the media usually parrots them. So everyone's calling it the 4th of July. People, obviously, they get excited still about fireworks in the few states where they can actually set them off. Uh, they get excited about fireworks. Of course, a lot of people get a day off from work, so they're excited about that. Excited about the opportunity to be around friends and family and have a barbecue and those you are know, good things. Maybe go swimming. And th- I'm not saying they're not good. They're great, and those are things to get excited about. But how many of them? How many Americans on this particular day actually reflect on the meaning of what this day is celebrating? I'd say few. Versus how many get caught up in the actual celebrations, the drinking, the fireworks setting off, and the hanging out with friends. How many actually take a moment, just a moment, to pause and consider the reason for this particular holiday? Well, I think a lot of people uh, still use um, the Independence Day as a sort of uh, yet another veterans holiday. Yeah, a lot of uh, worshipping of the state uh, military apparatus right. going on. And, and, and it would seem, and those that participated in it. And, and absolutely, I don't want to minimize the sacrifice that many men have made, um, and women, in the armed services. But I, you know, I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that a lot of wars that we fought, as a matter of fact, most of the wars that we fought, were fought for no good reason at all. They were fought right. for you know the, the benefit of politicians and uh, people in the military-industrial complex, not for freedom, as we're told. I you know I don't see much freedom having come out of Vietnam, Korea. And if it's the case that people Iraq. that people are celebrating today the U.S. military, then they are way way off because that wasn't the purpose of Independence Day. It was to celebrate independence from King George and his uh, regime. But now we're uh, dependent. We, I mean, the, the American people for the most part are dependent. Many of them, what's the number, like 52% of Americans at some level are getting funds from the federal government or from state, local, and federal governments? 
I, like, and that includes contractors and you know people that are uh, on the payroll of contractors. But there's an incredibly large parasitic class in America today. A significant amount of Americans work directly for the federal government. It's a huge employer, right. and if, so they're totally dependent. If, if our founding fathers um, wanted to be free so badly, what did they want to be free of? And it seems to me oppressive government, high taxes, yeah. those kind of things. Now, did we get it? No. Uh, with the, uh, the, did the, we get what? Freedom from oppressive oh, no, government we certainly and high didn't. taxes. Um, I, I don't see that we necessarily did. We got more oppressive government and higher taxes. Essentially, um, you know, one of the first acts of uh, George Washington in his role as president was to uh, to quash the whiskey rebellion. The the government had put these uh, taxes on uh, people for you know transportation of whiskey and and. Well, they didn't like it. They thought that well, that's what we fought a war over in the first place. Well, the new government needed taxes because this new, bigger government needed them. The the old uh, Articles of Confederation really didn't have much behind them. So this new, stronger government needed to, to put taxes on the people and did. I think that uh, today is a day that certainly if you are somebody that loves liberty, somebody that cares about freedom, you certainly should, if you haven't already, you certainly should be reflecting on the meaning of this day and perhaps use this as your opportunity to, de- to declare your independence. Uh, maybe analyze where it is you've been in life as far as your, uh, your level of activism is concerned and analyze where it is you would like to go and take the next step to wherever it is that you're going. And if that's uh, joining the Free State Project and moving, or if you've already joined the Free State Project, Moving to New Hampshire, perhaps speeding those plans up a little bit, if if possible, to get here sooner rather than later. If you feel like you're tied down where you are and you don't want to join the Free State Project, then think about something that you can do locally to help advance freedom uh, in your area. I don't know what those things could be. I uh, read a uh, post recently at NHFree.com from a guy who's really frustrated because he's looked for groups in his area of like-minded people and he just can't find them. Look, I mean, it, that's going to be get that's going to get more and more difficult as all the best activists start coming up here to New Hampshire. In fact, one of those activists is Glenn Jacobs, uh, also known as Kane from the WWE, and he has a few things to say about uh, the Declaration of uh, Independence and. Uh, and, of course, Independence Day. So let me get into that story here from freedom, uh, freedomsphoenix.com. Glenn Jacobs. The Declaration of Independence was not a singular event in American history. Years before that document was conceived, the political soil of the colonies was being prepared for the American Revolution. Ironically, the British crown itself planted many of the seeds of the Revolution, the Stamp Act, Tea Act, and Intolerable Acts, among others. Patriots like Thomas Paine and Samuel Adams... And the Intolerable Acts make our taxes look yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, look so much worse. I mean, yeah. compared our taxes compared to the intolerable acts, intolerable acts are just easy as pie comparatively. Sam Adams uh, nourished and cultivated the idea that the aims of classical liberalism could come to fruition in America. The Declaration of Independence was simply the culmination of these events and efforts. However, the Declaration was a revolutionary document. It signaled a clean and radical break with the status quo. Would the document have had the same effect? Indeed, would the American Revolution have succeeded at all if Jefferson had written that the problem with the British government was simply that it was a government controlled by England and not by the colonies? Yeah. <laughs> that the mercantilist system was unjust only that in that it benefited the British business and not American businesses? That the inhabitants of the colonies should still be subjects of a crown, but that king should be an American one and not an English one? Of course not. As with colonial America, the soil is once again ripe for a revolution. Americans are desperate for change. For evidence of this, look no further than the Messiah-like popularity of Barack Obama, who's made the term change the operative word of his presidential campaign, which, by the way, is not an original idea. 
people have been doing that change thing. Politicians have been touting that word for forever. Yeah, socialism isn't new. <laughs> Every four years, someone trots out, change, we need change. And it's usually whoever it is that isn't within the party in, in control. Right. Um, anyway, the operative word, uh, he says, of his presidential campaign. However, simply replacing Republicans with Democrats will not bring about the change that America sorely needs. Americans have been given a false choice between left and right and have thus been distracted from the real culprit. A culprit that has caused or contributed to nearly every social problem facing our nation today. That culprit is big government. Just as Jefferson identified and articulated the colony's grievances against George III, the revolution must refocus America's attention on the common enemy of individual liberty, big government. The parallels to the revolutionary period are startling. Big government has planted the seeds which could lead to its demise. The vast majority of Americans agree they pay too much in taxes. Even those that don't believe this probably would agree that this money's too often wasted and would like to see it spent on things other than what it currently is. The proof that government doesn't work is in the pudding, or in this case, the tax return. More importantly, however, is the fact that overwhelmingly, Americans believe the economy's in bad shape and getting worse. And they're right, but not for the reasons the politicians and their gatekeepers in the establishment media tell them. One of the myths of American history is that the American Revolution was mainly precipitated by the tax on tea. Now, while it's true that the colonies resented taxation without representation, a much larger issue was the colonies' deteriorating economic condition. We'll come back with more with Glenn Jacobs and your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up what you want. The live Independence Day edition. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. So enjoy those, including live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, both free for you at freetalklive.com. Travel less and meet online. Try WebEx free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx. That's WebEx, W-E-B-E-X.com. Enter promo code 600 and start your free trial of WebEx today. You really can't beat that, and they sweeten the pot with a free webcam. Yeah, as long as you use the service and they sort of... Prove that you use the service by, uh, yeah. you know, testing whether you have a couple meetings there. We've heard good things so far too from our listeners. So very good. Webex.com, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Talking about Independence Day. It's while it is the Fourth of July, the holiday is supposed to be Independence Day, and uh, it's important to bring that point up. We should still be thinking and talking about independence. We should t- be talking about how we can achieve independence today. Because, boy, is it, boy, do we need independence now more so than ever. As the government continues to reach into our lives to control every possible aspect they can think of, uh, now is more, it's more important than it ever has been to be talking about things like this, to talk about secession, to talk about withdrawing your consent from the system. And to that end, I actually, uh, at some point, maybe either tonight or tomorrow night, I'll talk about what's going on with the, the city of Keene bureaucrats and myself uh, in, in the realm of uh, declaring one's independence. But we're in the middle of a story from, or an article from Glenn Jacobs at freedomsphoenix.com. 
And uh, Glenn, of course, is the man that plays Kane on the WWE. You might have seen that on the television set. A uh, really principled, pro-liberty guy. We've had the chance to meet him in person a few times, and hell of a nice guy, too. Yeah. Uh, he's talking here about uh, the idea of revolution, which I am not such a fan of. I like the idea of evolution, evolving past the idea of going back. But I understand that the term revolution is very powerful, and it means something to people. So I, I understand people utilizing it in the way that they do. Anyway, he's talking about the parallels that he sees between the original American Revolution and what could be the second American Revolution, what could be coming soon. And he's talking about how uh, back then, uh, while it's true that the colonies resented taxation without representation, a much larger issue was the colonies' deteriorating economic condition, a situation that the colonies blamed on the control the English central bankers exerted on Parliament. Now, according to Benjamin Franklin, economic conditions became so reversed that the era of prosperity ended. Franklin went on to say the colonies would gladly have borne the little tax on tea and other matters had it not been the poverty caused by the bad influence of the English bankers on the Parliament, which has caused the colonies hatred of England and the Revolutionary War. Thus, the rejection of central banking was one of the driving forces behind the American Revolution. Monetary policy is once again gaining importance in the public debate, a fact that's lost on the establishment media. Last summer, I attended a Ron Paul rally, and at the time, the media was attributing Dr. Paul's surging popularity solely to his anti-war stand. However, while the audience responded positively to his entire message, it was Dr. Paul's comments on sound money that nearly brought the roof down. Yeah, it was incredible. I was in uh, uh, two of these uh, Ron Paul rallies, and... I, I, tears came out of my eyes. The the room was just, uh, it, it was people were just screaming at the top of their lungs. It was incredible. I've never, uh, my wife was uh, wrapped up in it. It was it was really an amazing place to be. Glenn says, if you wonder why our era of prosperity is ending, look no further than our own central bank, the Federal Reserve System. A point Ron Paul's made clear to thousands of Americans. Economic freedom is impossible when a society's medium of exchange, its money, is centrally controlled. Without economic freedom, personal and social liberty are also impossible, a fact the founders well understood. What does this matter if you're allowed to do something if the res- what what does it matter if you're allowed to do something if the resources you need to do it are confiscated through taxes? How can you engage in the activities you wish when you spend half of your time working for the government? Mm. As more and more Americans ask these questions, the revolutionary soil becomes richer and richer. Now the revolution won't be fought with guns, bullets and bombs, but with ideas, concepts and words. It will not be fought by armies in the field, but by individuals changing the minds of other individuals one by one while none of us can change the world alone when all of us work to change our little corner of it we can accomplish great things which is one of the reasons why we've moved here to new hampshire as part of the free state project because we can change more of our little corner when we all who believe in liberty move together to the same corner right you have uh, you, you just, there's more synergy and uh, especially in a you know the states have uh, in our form of government states have these special uh, sort of uh, powers granted to them, although they don't use them as much anymore um, as they did on the, the sort of more federal government that we had. They they still have them, and to have a small state like New Hampshire with you know a larger population will really have a major effect. And I it, we already are. It's already happening. There are yeah. 70, 70 pro-liberty candidates uh, running currently. What? Really? Yes, you haven't heard this? Oh, no, I haven't, no. 70. Does that include those who are already elected and are running for re-election, or 70 brand new I, candidates? I, I, I can't tell you for sure. It's, it's, I think it's already elected, I would imagine. 70 total, we have, we have a hope of getting 70 pro-liberty people in. How many of them are free staters? 
I couldn't answer uh, quite a few. Okay. Well, that's. I guess that would be a question for the New Hampshire Dennis, Liberty Alliance. Yeah, Dennis Goddard question. All right. Anyway, uh, back to Glenn. He says, many, however, including some within the revolution itself, misunderstand what this whole thing's really about. The revolution was never just about electing Ron Paul president. It was never just about restoring the republic or saving the Constitution. While those are no- noble ends in themselves and certainly goals towards which we should work, though I, I have to disagree with Glenn on that one. I don't think there's any point in saving the Constitution or restoring the republic. I think that uh, the federal government is a waste of effort. You'd I think dance that, in the streets if we got re- um, if if the federal government was shrunk down to constitutional sizes. Yeah, but you and I both know that's not bloody likely, and, it doesn't, it and doesn't it's not worth spending time and effort on. It'd be much much more effective to take all the money and the time that people spent on the Ron Paul campaign and focus it in on one place here in New Hampshire and getting freedom here. Ignore the damn federal government. They're stupid. They're useless, and all they do is suck wealth off from us. We have yeah, no clearly use. they're not that stupid if they can suck your wealth off there's no there is no well people are obedient that's the problem but there's there's uh, there's no point in having a federal government all it is is just useless bureaucracy and it you know centralization didn't work for the communists it's not working in america it's a failed experiment let's move on but anyway uh he's obviously targeting those people who are ron paul fans with this particular article so we continue he says god bless them The revolution is about something bigger. He says it's our rendezvous with destiny. In his famous 1964 speech nominating Barry Goldwater as the Republican presidential nominee, a very libertarian-sounding Ronald Reagan used the term rendezvous with destiny to describe the choice facing the American people during that election cycle. Today, the choice is even clearer. The seeds have been planted and the soil is ripe for revolution. The question is, what kind of revolution are we going to have? Will it be a revolution that makes a complete break with the traditional American values of individual liberty, personal responsibility, and limited government? A revolution in which we surrender our control control over and the responsibility for our lives to politicians and bureaucrats? A revolution that will bring authoritarianism, war, poverty, and despair? Or will it be a revolution that continues the one that began in 1776? A revolution which reaffirms individuals' natural right to control his own life and to peacefully interact with other sovereign individuals? A revolution that will bring liberty, peace, prosperity, and hope? America, the choice is ours to make, says Glenn, and the time to make it is now. And I agree with that. The time is now. And I, I agree generally with the sentiments of what he's saying. Uh, you know, I used to be one of those constitutional guys and trying to save the country. But at this point, I, I just don't care about all that. I just want to save myself and the people that uh, that I care about. Well, I think it sounds I, I think the Constitution, when you, when you speak about it, it has uh, it, it, it has legitimacy in people's minds. And I think that it can be used for that purpose talking to people about liberty. I think that he is absolutely right that the time is now to make a decision. The time is now to do something to advance liberty in our lifetime. Because if it's not now, then when are you going to do it? Because right now, at least we can travel somewhat freely. There aren't checkpoints all over America. There are checkpoints. If you live near the northern or southern borders, you've certainly encountered them. Um, and, you know, they aren't locking off all the neighborhoods. They're not just on the borders. They're inside the country looking for people that might have slipped through the border. Correct. But they haven't expanded too much further from that zone around the northern and southern border. So our freedom to move about and to be active has not been restricted too much. Yeah, there are free speech zones now where there didn't used to be. So the state is ever encroaching upon your freedoms. The most basic freedoms you have, they are ever encroaching on it. And so that's why I asked the question, why wait? Why not take action now? Go to freestateproject.org, learn about the Free State Project, get involved, do something. What are you going to do? Tell us. It's Free Talk Live. Dial in. 
Free Talk Live. It is the live Independence Day edition of the show. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there, they are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is that you're buying, 41 categories to shop in, and used items even. Anything you load into your cart, Free Talk Live gets a cut if you start your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. Talking about independence and declaring one's independence and asking, what are you going to do differently from here on out, that could help us get to more freedom sooner rather than later. What is it that you've been thinking about doing but haven't quite yet decided it was time to do that you could possibly accelerate, that you could make happen a little bit sooner? Think about that and maybe make it happen sooner. Because now, as uh, Glenn Jacobs said, is the time to act. You can't dilly-dally. You can't dawdle. I mean, these government bureaucrats are constantly seizing more control over more people's lives, and eventually you're not going to be able to be free enough to speak out. Eventually you're not going to be able to be free enough to travel around without having to get harassed and searched and prodded by government bureaucrats. I mean, we're already being harassed and searched and prodded in the airports, and we know that and they're doing it down by the border and within the border, actually inside America with checkpoints. They set up checkpoints recently in a uh, Washington, D.C. neighborhood. So how long is it going to be before it comes to your city or yeah. your town? If you don't see a problem here, well... You're the problem. Well, if you don't see a problem, just keep listening to Free Talk Live, because you'll hear us talking about the problem quite often. But we also talk about solutions. It's not just that we get on the air and complain about how awful the government is. We've got real tangible ideas about what to do about it. Of course, we happen to be huge fans of the Free State Project. We mentioned it earlier. We'll keep talking about it on into the future. Uh, I'd love to hear another idea, if if anybody's got one, but... I mean, I know Ron Paul's got his whole campaign for liberty thing, which, you know, that's nice and everything. It's, a, it's, it's great. I don't, see, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how they're going to accomplish anything. Uh, God bless them. I hope the best. I certainly want more liberty. But uh, to I, me, the only thing that makes any sense at all is uh, the Free State Project. Certainly, Downsize DC is doing some good stuff. They've had some um, results. But they're fighting against the biggest monster out there, yeah. the federal government. Well, I know that the and Ron you Paul's- can only hope uh, at that point is all you can do is, is hope to stop its growth if you, um, you know, slow it down. The Ron Paul guys are, I guess, you know, they're still getting together. They're still hanging out. They got a little uh, party, I guess, in D.C. coming up in mm-hmm. a couple weeks or a week or half a week or something. I think it's the 12th. Anyway, there's going to be a big march, the Revolution March going on in D.C., and I think that's fine. I don't think it's going to accomplish anything beyond just a nice networking occasion for Liberty people to meet people. That's cool. Uh, and it is going to people to sign up for the Free State Project. Exactly. There. That's why it's going to be valuable, because the Free Staters are going to go to this thing, and they're going to get a table, and they're going to do outreach and maybe get some extra Free State Project members signed up, which would be good. Uh, But, yeah, so what are you going to do? What can you change in your life? What extra step can you take? Maybe it's going out to do a fully informed jury association protest that you've never done before or an outreach. I guess outreach is probably the more accurate term for that, where you go to the courthouse. You hand out fully informed jury association brochures from FIJA.org to let people know that they as jurors have the right to judge the law itself. The judge won't tell you these things, but you still have that right as a juror, and FIJA helps people understand those rights. Or maybe go down to your local cable access channel. 
channel and uh, get involved in or create your own liberty-oriented television program like our friends over at freemindstv.com. Uh, it'd be better if you did it here in New Hampshire, but it wouldn't hurt to do it wherever you are. I mean, there are various different things that you can do. Find a Ron Paul meetup group, group and or uh, libertarians in your area. Get together and brainstorm about uh, what you can do to, to help advance freedom. Now, in my own life, uh, it seems like as time goes on, I just get more and more frustrated with uh, being obedient. And we all have to be obedient to some extent. And and not being disobedient for the sake of uh, just being disobedient, but... It's when they're taking things that aren't theirs, you know, stealing. Right. It, it, they steal your money. If look, if if stealing is defined as um, either using force or threatening force, um, or you know, using some kind of subterfuge to take something from someone that they did not willingly give you. Well, that's what the government does with taxes every day. And I do believe there is subterfuge going on here. And I'd like to talk briefly about what's happening uh, between me and the people calling themselves the city of Keene here in New Hampshire. They send out tax uh, property tax bills twice a year here in Keene. And I got one about a month and a half ago uh, for the amount of $2,651.21. Okay. Now, notice I didn't say $2,600. There's no dollar sign anywhere on this property tax bill. Now, my water bill, which I get every three months, there are dollar signs. And they're both formatted very similarly. So I wonder why they didn't put dollar now, signs I on get, it. I, I haven't gotten my tax bill. We had to, uh, you know, my wife went down to the uh, town hall and got some kind of photocopy of something mm-hmm. or other. But it included the, the numbers. Um, and on those numbers, there certainly was a dollar symbol next to them. I find that very interesting. I don't know what that. Yeah, I, I, find I don't know why it too. would be inconsistent like that. But, I don't uh, either. But anyway, so I'm curious about that. But also, um, from what I understand of the government's own rules. Now, let me let me be clear. I have not consented to be ruled by this government. And the first paragraph in the first sentence in the New Hampshire Constitution talks about how it is that this government was founded on the consent or by the consent of the governed. In mm-hmm. fact, there's similar language in other state constitutions around the country, and certainly the Declaration of Independence yep, that's the big one. Uh, has this language. But in our very own state of New Hampshire, the Constitution very clearly states, number one, equality of men. All men are born equally free and independent. Therefore, all government of right originates from the people, is founded in consent, and instituted for the general good. So it's founded in consent. Right? Well, I don't consent. So what I want to know is, and what we're going to find out eventually, is are these people calling themselves the government, the city of Keene, or the state of New Hampshire, or the federal government, are these people actually doing business by consent and just obscuring it with threats or whatever it is they're doing? Is this still a consensual process, or are they just a gang of criminals ruling by threat of force? Well, that's that's what they are. I it mean, seems likely that when the, the hell did I give my consent for this uh, government? Well, that's what I would like to find out. And, and people and, will tell you it's when you moved here or, nonsense. you know, when you bought property that's here nonsense. or whatever. It is nonsense. And so, okay, so well, I want to know for sure, though, I didn't Mark, sign anything giving consent. Like, I want to find out for sure. I want them to tell me who they are, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'd like it to be a consensual thing. I don't believe it's that. I believe it's the latter. I believe it's a, a violent gang of people ruling with force. So I wrote a letter. And I called it a notice of discussion because they like sending notices. Yeah, they do love notices. Uh, So I sent them a notice saying that I'd received their property tax bill and that uh, I'm going to cut them a check for the full amount. Now, you'd heard me talk in the past about how I was going to do 40 percent. 
the reason why I didn't do my 40% plan was because of Julia, my girlfriend, who basically uh, made it very clear Wasn't ready that she, for it. she was quite uncomfortable with the idea of them taking the house. And so she wants five people to be here in Keene also resisting property taxes prior to her coming So if on you're ready board. for this, move to Keene. If you're ready for this, come here because I'm ready for this now. Uh, but anyway, so I, cut him a, so I modified my idea, Mark. I cut him a check for the full amount. Of twenty six hundred fifty one dollars in U.S. dollars. I presumed it was U.S. dollars, so I, I mean, I they again they didn't make that clear. Quite a presumption. And uh, I told them, look, I'm an honorable guy, and it's never been my intention to defraud anybody. If it's true that I owe this money to you, then you can deposit the check, and we'll just charge the matter in full as soon as you provide me the following information. I want evidence of the valid original instrument with my signature binding uh, myself to the obligation to your property tax. Now, in my letter, I'm actually kind of separating myself from the kind of corporate entity, Bernard, Ian, mm-hmm. all in caps. I don't know if there's anything to that, but I figured it wouldn't hurt to throw that idea in there. And I also want to know about the, the fact that there are no dollar signs on the bill. You're asking for 2651.21. Yeah, what what is, is it that you want? How is it that that can be satisfied? All right, that's some of the information I wanted. I also wanted to an- them to answer these questions. Number one, factually, what are the city of Keene and the state of New Hampshire? These are questions they don't want to answer, by the way. Number no. two, do the group of men and women calling themselves the city of Keene have authority? Three, if so, what are the origins of and how did you as a member of that group receive this authority? Four, is your government a voluntary association of consenting individuals? Five, Do you believe you have the right to aggress against those who do not consent to your government? And finally, six, who owns the property commonly known as my street address? So I I wanted them to answer these questions, and I told them if they don't answer and they don't provide the information within 45 days, which is how long they gave me on the property tax bill was 45 days, so I figured it would be appropriate to come back to that. Uh, then, uh, then essentially that would mean that my uh, statements are correct and that I am not obligated to the, your tax bills uh, until a meeting of, my, of the minds is reached and a contract signed. Now, I'm going to post these... Obviously, you're, n- you're never going to sign a contract with these people. I'm going to post these documents over at Freekeen uh, at some point this weekend at freekeen.com, including the response I received just days after hand-delivering my original letter to the government people. I will post the response they sent me, and we'll also talk about it on the air. Uh, don't have enough time for it tonight, but suffice it to say... They didn't answer my questions very effectively at all. Well, duh. And they took my money, too, Mark. More tomorrow night. We'll see you then. Freetalklive.com. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with the very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.